Welcome to the Vagina Rehab Doctor podcast. This is for all women, vagina CEOs, even men, and all people everywhere who want to better understand vaginal health. Y'all, I'm preaching the vagina gospel and sharing the truth worldwide. Hallelujah! I'm Dr. Janelle Howell, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and your go-to resource for all things vaginal health, pelvic floor fitness, and sexual wellness. I'm teaching you everything your mama didn't about your vagina. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of the Vagina Rehab Doctor podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about three surprising ways to strengthen your pelvic floor. Your pelvic floor muscles are so important. If you've been following me on Instagram at Vagina Rehab Doctor or you're new around here, your pelvic floor muscles are the muscles that help you not to pee your pants when you sneeze, cough, laugh, jump, run. It's also the muscles that help you to orgasm and to orgasm with satisfaction. These are the muscles that also enable you to push out a baby or to birth a baby vaginally. These muscles have to be able to open up, get out of the way so that the baby can come through. And then also when the baby has been birthed, these muscles need to control and support the uterus and really help with our core control. Y'all, there's so many things that go on with these pelvic floor muscles. We need them to be strong because if we're laughing, jumping, running, we want to have that support for our internal organs. And also it's a core muscle. So if you're struggling with like low back pain, hip pain, sometimes the pelvic floor muscle is involved, whether it's too tight, weak, painful, or all three or one or the other or or two. (laughs) Okay, so Today, we're going to talk about three surprising ways to strengthen your pelvic floor. Before I get into this episode, I want to let you know that I'm grateful that you are here listening. I honor you right now for supporting me. This is a new podcast that just started this year, and I just want to let you know that I appreciate you tuning in and supporting me. I also want to remind you that if you simply subscribe, you'll you'll get a notification whenever I have a new episode so that you never miss anything. So go ahead and subscribe and leave me a five-star raving review if you have either loved what you're, you're hearing or you want to continue hearing more. All right. So thank you so much for that support. And let's get into the episode. The obvious ways that people push and promote and sell online and all over for ways to strengthen the pelvic floor is to do Kegels, do squats or different exercises, mainly for the lower extremity, strengthen your your core, which they're generally talking about the abdomen, and also use toys and gadgets you that you insert into the vagina and squeeze. Now, those are ways to isolate the pelvic floor and contract just the pelvic floor. The issue with this is that the pelvic floor does not work by itself. The pelvic floor works as a system. It works along with your diaphragm. This is a muscle of breathing. It works with your erector spinae. This is your motifidae, excuse me. These are muscles in your back that attach to your spine. It also works in conjunction with your transverse abdominis and also your voice muscles, your vocal muscles. So the pelvic floor, and of course, pelvic floor works with a ton of different muscles throughout the body, but those are the primary core muscles. And so when we only try and strengthen the pelvic floor, While we may be isolating and and teaching the pelvic floor by itself how to contract, that's not how it contracts during the day. When we're moving around and walking, running, going uphill, having sex, all these different things, the pelvic floor is engaging along with other muscles. And so if we want to train the pelvic floor efficiently, we'll train it on how it actually behaves. 
And that is with other muscle groups. This doesn't mean that you can't isolate the pelvic floor when you want to, but it just means that the, the, the best way to strengthen the pelvic floor is by doing it holistically uh, with the other muscles involved. I do want to say, if you struggle with vaginismus, pelvic pain of any kind, constipation, you can't get a tampon in, you have to use dilators, you have any type of pain, any type of pelvic pain, tightness, kegeling is not going to be the first thing that you want to go to. Strengthening is not going to be the first thing that you want to go to. Is it bad? No, it's just not for you right now. You want to work on opening, relaxing, letting go. Okay. However, let's talk about this because we do need a strong pelvic floor. We do not want it to be weak. And many times for people who do have tightness, eventually we do want to start incorporating strengthening exercises. Did you hear what I said? Eventually want to start incorporating, meaning it's not the only thing, strengthening exercises, even if you have pelvic floor muscle tightness. So here are the three surprising ways to strengthen your pelvic floor that are unorthodox, okay? Not the regular old squeeze your, your coochie, squeeze your vagina. No, let's, let's move beyond that because for a lot of people that doesn't even work. And again, it's not the most effective way. Number one, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to drop it on you and then I'm going to head out because I want you to do these three things. They are very simple and practical. Number one, sit on the floor sit on the floor more. Instead of sitting at a desk all day, sitting on the couch all evening, get your butt on the floor if you're able to. What this is going to do is work on your hip mobility and your pelvic floor and your hip are interdependent. They depend on each other to work their best. You're going to work on your pelvic floor contraction and control with compound movements meaning there's multiple different joints contracting at the same time. When you get up from the floor back into standing, you're essentially doing the reverse of a squat. And so when we start getting on the floor more, we have to engage our butt muscles, our core muscles, our thigh muscles, all of these muscles to really engage in a functional, in a functional way that supports our mobility and our pelvic floor muscle strength. So get on the floor because sometimes it's the lack of mobility that's driving the weakness. And just by laying on the floor more, lay on your stomach, stretch out, lay on your stomach on a yoga mat or on a blanket or whatever, or just straight on the floor. Or you can sit Indian style, or you can just sit on your back, legs long, sit back against the couch while you're on the floor. All of these different things, again, are going to mobilize you, start opening up the hip joints and the hip muscles, and also help you with your pelvic floor contractility, meaning how well can it squeeze and let go? All right, number two, adjust your posture. If you are finding yourself slouching all the time, you need to scoot your booty all the way back when you're driving, when you're on the plane. When you're in, when you're in your chair, when you're at work, scoot your butt all the way back to get the support from the chair that you're sitting in. This is going to help align your pelvis and your spine. The other thing is with your, your head and neck, if your head is so far in front of your shoulders, your shoulders and your back, you are sitting, uh, you're sitting almost like a turtle. Bring your head back in. So that's right on top of your shoulders, your ears. If someone was looking at you from the side onwards, your ears, the middle hole of your ear, should dissect the middle of your shoulder. So that's one thing. You don't have to erect yourself super tall and sit extra. You just want to be in neutral, okay? Again, this is not an extreme, and you're definitely not slouching. 
it's just alignment. It is neutral. Okay, so scoot your booty all the way back, right? Scoot your butt all the way back. So you're actually sitting on your sit bones and not your tailbone. Don't sit on your tailbone. Sit on your sit bones. You should be sort of sitting on your vagina. Just by sitting on your vagina more, right? You can actually get more blood flow to the clitoris, the vagina, and open up the pelvic floor so they can contract better and decrease tension. So adjust your posture. That was number two, okay? Number one was sit on the floor more. Number two, adjust your posture. And then number three, we're going to be more vocal, okay? What this means is that when we are having a baby, we're going to make noises, ah, right, ah, ooh, whatever noise you need to make. This is going to help engage your vocal muscles, engage the diaphragm, and also bring some vibrations to the pelvic floor and to the pelvis. This is going to bring more blood flow and, again, more contractility. This can also be done with dilators, with pelvic wands, with myofascial release. I have my clients to use their voice when we're working on pain or tightness. Dr. Mappa also does the same thing. She's my colleague that she works with me. So she also, with her clients, a lot of her clients have vaginismus. So she works with them on vocalizing while dilating, vocalizing while moving the hips. This is going to help awaken the diaphragm again, the pelvic floor, create some vibrations. Remember, the pelvic floor works with the diaphragm and the vocal muscles. So we're going to be more vocal when we are having a bowel movement, we can make some moo sounds, act like you're a cow. Obviously, if you're in a public bathroom, you may not want to do this because they're going to be like, what is going on? Who is mooing in this bathroom right now? Like, you just tell them to follow Vagina Rehab Doctor on Instagram. No, just kidding. Quick plug. But listen, vocalizing can help. And we don't want to strain when we're pooping because that can weaken the pelvic floor. So if we're always straining, pushing really hard, your veins are popping out on your forehead and, and you push so hard just for those little pebbles to come out, it's not worth it, right? Don't strain like that. Address your diet as much as you can and as much as you are able. Drink sufficient water, fluids, and try not to push. If you need to talk to your doctor, dietitian, if you have those privileges, right, then do that. But don't strain, okay? So use your voice when you're pooping. Moo, ah, ooh. Those are going to be some good sounds. And focus on keeping the anus and the vagina open while you're doing that. Because if you ooh, ah, and you're holding it, you're not just going ooh, ah. That's not going to relax it. That's going to contract it, actually. The long, elongated sounds are going to help relax the pelvic floor. So ah, that's really going to help open if you're pooping, okay? And remember, we don't want to be straining because every time we're straining and pushing really hard, that can start weakening the pelvic floor if it happens over time, okay? So we're going to be more vocal during sex. We're going to be more vocal when we're constipated and we're pooping. We're going to be more vocal when we're birthing. When you're having sex and something feels good, make some sounds. Make some vocal noises, right? Tell your partner they're doing a good job. Like, mm, that feels so good, baby. Like, ooh, ah, mm. Whatever you need to do, make those sounds. It can also help to strengthen your pleasure, strengthen those orgasms as well. Because again, we're bringing more blood flow. We're bringing more vibration. We're enabling the contractility of the pelvic floor to happen. Because whenever we talk, whenever we make noise and, and voices, vocal noises, muscles have to engage. There is no noise that happens without muscles engaging to push that sound out.
All right. So that those are three simple ways to really increase your pelvic floor activity and support your pelvic floor strength. There's nothing wrong with exercises and squats and Kegels if it's appropriate for you. Please don't do Kegels if you have pain, tightness, vaginismus. No. But if you have laxity, it feels loose or it feels weak or you've been told by your pelvic floor therapist that you would benefit from Kegels, then then great. But hey, here are some easy and practical ways to strengthen your pelvic floor. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little unorthodox, a little different, but we got to keep this pelvic floor strong as well. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to have you guys back again next Monday.